Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's kind of strange. Uh, we've had Coach Barger on once on just the Around the Area show we're doing. But tonight we're going to have Coach Ball Gar Barger in the booth with Phil Harris and I. But first, let me bring in Phil and welcoming in, always with me, Phil Harris, the voice of reason in this twosome. Voice of reason. I don't know about that. I, I think maybe, maybe I can, you know, uh, use the slang word, maybe BS a little bit better. I don't know if you, if I'm even smarter or not. I, I don't know if you can do that better than me. That seems to be my one talent in life. Um, but we, we're, we're blessed to have a good friend of mine and an excellent football coach on tonight, Phil. Uh, just to give you a little background, Coach Barger and I, met when Coach Barger had just first went to uh, East Ridge as an assistant. Uh, but every Friday night across from me sets his brother uh, doing color for me. And then his other brother, David, uh, I believe just uh, Chad accepted the defensive coordinator job at East Hamilton. Is that correct? Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's at least a defensive assistant there. Yeah, he's going to East Hamilton. He's been to Cleveland the last three so, Coach Barger, head coach of East Ridge, welcome in. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Well, Coach, um, I, I'm going to start off, and I'll ask the first question, just because I, I, I'm familiar with your family, and and I want to start somewhere before you were a coach and in your career as a player. Uh, we all know your dad in the Sequatchie Valley, and some of the legendary stories about your family is you – your brother David, your brother Jeff, playing softball with your dad. We played all over the, you know, all over the area for for years and years, and uh, well, that just impacted. I mean, I think that impacts us, um, you know, a lot. You know, just just being out and and and, and playing ball and and being together, and uh, you know, just kind of kind of enjoying our company. Uh, we lost your feed for just a second, and go back and repeat it. We're talking about your earlier softball career uh, with your dad, and uh, let me. Let me also say, then I'll turn it over to Phil. Y'all just didn't play softball. It was at a very high level that your dad and the teams he put together with competed. Oh, I mean, we did. I mean, we always played the state tournament games. And, I mean, we would play in tournaments and find our way home at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning on Sunday mornings from playing those tournaments, uh, you know, just, just playing on and on and on. But, like I said, we – I started playing, I guess, in the in the men's league with, with my dad and my brothers. I was probably, you know, 14, 13, 14 years old, you know, play, playing in, in, in grown men league. So, you know, we that impacted us a lot, just just being together and being able to spend that time together. You know, that was that was something that we always had as, as a family, you know, was, was always – we were always doing something, you know, with sports, whether it was softball or, or football or, you know, watching something on television. And you would let Jeff play occasionally, right? Yeah, 
Well, we let him play from time to time. I mean, I think he's tried to play a little bit here here and there in the last few years, but I told him he'd just get too old to do that. You know something? Uh, my my batting glove's in the closet downstairs, and it ain't never coming back. Uh, Coach, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Phil and uh, let him ask a few questions. Well, Coach, of course, I, I did the same thing. I used to play softball, you know, kind of live in that kind of a glory of us. I think just just being around, I had a, I had a really good football coach in high school, uh, Dickie Brown, and, and Coach Brown was uh, he was he's kind of a mentor too. Uh, you know, my dad had coached some some youth league stuff with us and some middle school stuff, and you know, and then my brother got into coaching and he took his first coaching job was in at the middle school in Bledsoe County, and then when I came back from college, I kind of kind of helped him out some, and you know, realized very quickly that I, I felt like that was. That was something I wanted to do and, and, and pursue. Yeah, what, you played at Cumberland. I, I don't know. Of course, this is probably way after you. But did you know? Do you know Adam Gilbert? He played at Cumberland. Also coaches down here at Pisgah High School. Right. Uh, I've heard the name. What years? Do you know what years he was there? Oh, my last year at Cumberland would have been like '97. Yeah. yeah. I was. I want. I want to say he was maybe not very long around that. Uh, no, where right. I played. For state championship, he's probably a little bit after you, maybe three or four or five years. Right. He was coaching. He's from Pisgah. He's head coach at A-Rab. Now he's right. assistant coach at Pisgah now. I think that he played at Cumberland. And so right. I just wonder if y'all might have crossed paths. Right. Point. Now, now I'm telling you the guys I remember. Of course, you know, we may have, maybe may have been there together. It's, you know, it's been so long ago. But a, a guy named Mike Smith from uh, Sylvania. Played. I know him. Yeah, yeah. Mike, I, 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 when I used to call games, I remember him playing. Yeah, uh, outstanding high school yeah, player. Absolutely. And a guy named Jason Goolsby from Otter, Alabama, I played ball with too at Cumberland. Yeah, I know yeah, that thing too. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we, we had some guys that, that that played in the area and that we knew pretty well. Well, what? How, how did you end up? Who did you know? How did you end up into the Chattanooga? I know you're, you're you know, kind of sort of in that Bledsoe County, and that's quite your valley. <laughs> right. Well, I've always been in that in the valley. Well, I've been kind of everywhere. I mean, if you if you follow along, I I started out as an assistant under John Macrasy at Sequatchie County. Um, then took my first head coaching job at the ripe old age of 26. I uh, went to Cannon County and was there for three years. Uh, we had some. Um, some sickness in the family and we came back and the job at Sequatchie County opened up and I was in Dunlap from 2008 to 2012 for the, the football season. And uh, from, from Sequatchie, I kind of left and, uh, you know, you know how you are when you're younger, you, you get mad about things and, <laughs> and you just say, well, forget it. I'll just move on. And, you know, there's always those decisions you're looking back as you're, as you're older, you know, you think I, I probably would have overlooked it now. 
But, uh, you know, when I'm in my early 30s, I don't overlook that stuff. And, you know, you get frustrated. And uh, then I moved on. I went to uh, Clay County for a year. Um, then I got an opportunity to go to Georgia and then make some money. But I, I took over a program that I didn't realize you know, the complications that went with that program at Kahala. Now, that was a tough place to be when, you know, when they first opened. You know, they've, they've turned it around a little bit because they've changed the zoning a little bit in Whitfield County. But, you know, yeah. basically, those kids in Whitfield County were fair game. And if you're, if you're a good football player in Whitfield County, you go to Dalton. And, yeah. then, you know, your, your, your second-tier kids usually ended up in Northwest. Uh, then, then we're battling with Southeast, Southeast and, and Coach Gray had done a good job of rebuilding that program a little bit. So they were, they were on the rise and they were getting kids. And then they had the upstart Christian Heritage, uh, private school also in the county. So, you know, we're fighting, we're fighting for kids and, and, uh, you know, we end up, you know, we did okay. We, you know, we, we built the program. I felt like I left it in better, better shape than I found it. And, uh, then I've come back to Tennessee. He actually started back and, and was an assistant at Grundy for a little bit, then finished up at Sequatchie as an assistant. Um, then Tim called me, wanted me to come to East Ridge, and that's kind of how I, I've known Tim for, you know, probably 20 years or so. Uh, you know, and we had talked about it. He and I had met previously when I'd left Sequatchie and had talked about maybe coming to East Ridge at one time. And, you know, it kind of worked out this time around, and, and I landed at East Ridge, and then Tim landed the uh, county-wide athletic director's job, and then the head coaching job kind of fell on my lap. Uh, you know, I, well, I have a you know pretty good bit of fame that's from that Tunnel Hill area. Um, and, you know, Dalton and Tunnel Hill. I had an uncle that used to be the uh, road commissioner there, so I'm very familiar with that area over there. Yeah, Dalton walked walk. Everybody went to Dalton. The leftovers went to Northwest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and even with zoning, I mean, we talked about zoning when I was there. And, you know, a lot of, like, the area around Knob North and all the other you know, golf course and all that stuff, those kids are actually zoned to go to Cahulla Creek. But at the time, they could kind of choose when, when in high school where they wanted to go. And most of their parents obviously went to Northwest. Uh-huh. So there was that was kind of that conflict. And they decided, you know, most of them would decide to send their kids to Northwest rather than to Cahulla Creek. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, sounds like you've been around the world just a little bit. Well, you know how how is it? You know how is you how do you love? Do you like it? Now I have a little bit of when I grew up in Chattanooga. Two years when I played TV football, I got to play at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, when I was, I think I was nine and ten years old. Mm-hmm. I think Chad Curtis was uh, my TV football coach at that time. Coach James was the coach at East Ridge at that time. But, you know, a lot of tradition at that school, you know, they're, they're not one of those you hear win state championships all the time, but a lot of good football teams uh, right. over the years have come out of East Ridge. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the big thing was you know, we came in, they'd been kind of down. Uh, you know, my first two years there, we went, you know, went to the playoffs. And obviously when you go to the playoffs, you go back to back. We had to go to Elizabeth in back-to-back years. And, you know, those – Unfortunately, those back-to-back years, Elizabeth was the state champion. So, you know, we, we ended up playing there. And then we, we had a drop-off. We had a lot of graduation. Um, I'll be honest with you, COVID really changed the whole dynamics of, of, of our kids coming and playing ball. Our numbers really dropped. I guess about year three I was there. This is my going into my fifth year. So that third year I was there, our numbers dropped to next to nothing. I mean, we were sitting at about 30, 35, 36 kids in 4A football. Uh, that's never a good thing. And, um, you know, last year we, we bumped the numbers up a little bit. We ended up with about 40 
uh, on the roster. So we're hoping, you know, 45 to 50 this year on roster, hopefully slowly building that number back up. But, uh, you know, it's been a challenge. But, uh, you know, we're always up for it. And I feel like we've got a chance to be pretty good this year. Got a lot of kids back from last year with a lot of experience. You know, uh, Chad, uh, let me jump in here and ask a question real fast. When I, I was there, I covered a couple of games, Sequatchie and Eastridge, and the time Coach James was there, and you were working underneath him. That was a very special relationship you had with Coach James and the James family. Uh, did, did that help make it easier or harder to transition into the head coaching job? You know, it's hard to follow, you know, a guy like Tim. I mean, you know, Tim did a great job in, in the years he was at East Ridge, and, and Tim is super well-known. And Tim, as Nuck said, you know, in our previous interview, Tim's East Ridge. I mean, you know, you talk about a guy who who lives and, and breathes East Ridge football and, and, and East Ridge itself, that, that'd be Coach James. I mean, it's it's an honor to, to take over, you know, for, for him. But, you know, with us being friends, man, we had a great relationship. You know, like we talk about all the time. I mean, I called the offense, and he would he would let me call the offense. He was one of those guys that let his coaches coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he didn't. He wasn't over my shoulder. Yeah, you know, I told him I said over over the course of three years working up, working for him, we've had disagreed on 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 play calls maybe four times in three years total. And I, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's like I told him though, I said it ain't gonna hurt my feelings because you're the head football coach. And, you got final say. I mean, at, you know, at the end of the day, it it comes down on him. So, but you know, we you know we did we did we had a good working relationship. I mean, he, you know, I consider Tim considered Tim a friend for years and years. I mean, he he's a great guy. So, you know, I mean, it's a lot easier when you know somebody and you trust them and, and they trust you. So, you know, that that's that's a big deal. You know, trust and loyalty goes a long way in the coaching community. You know, it's sad to say, I mean, society's kind of changed to the point where, mm. you know, it's become a lot more cutthroat. So, you know, that, that loyalty and trust is, is shrinking. And you hate to say it that way, but, you know, it just seems like over over a course of time that has changed in our society a little bit. It, a, lot, a lot of individualism now. But that gets me, Coach, I want to ask you about this. How does football change for the kids? You know, social media has changed things. And like what you're talking about, kids a lot more more interested in themselves as individuals rather than sacrifice for the team. How has football changed for you over the years, the coaching kids? I mean, I, I, and you're exactly right. I mean, that's where it boils down to. I mean, when, when we played back in, you know, in the 80s and 90s, football was key. And, I mean, it was everything. You know, we did whatever we were asked to do, whenever we were asked to do it. You know, there was no missing anything. Um, now, I mean, football sometimes is an afterthought. These guys love to post social media, and they, you know, they love to talk back and forth with each other and all these other things. But at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, it's it, it's tough to to round them in and bring them in and make sure they're there showing up every day and you know work out work out get interesting because they, you know, you, you always look around and make sure you know certain kids are there and you know we we we'll, we'll go wake them up. And, Get them, get them to practice. I, I can tell you, I, I don't think I ever missed a, a, a off season workout in four years of high school football. So, you know that that's that's a new thing for me. Is guys, you know, not really, you know, not really wanting to do what it takes sometimes to uh, to make themselves better. So, I mean, that that has a lot to do with it. You know, of course, social media. I mean, they, these kids see how some of these players act, and it's it's frustrating because you know 
as, as an older guy now, I consider myself an older coach because I've been doing this for mm, going 20, going on 25 years coaching. You know, this the, a lot of the a lot of the vocal stuff that these guys go through, and they on the and the trash talking, and you know, and the jaw, jawing on the field. That stuff just doesn't appeal to me, and it frustrates you know frustrates an old coach saying you know that that's really not part of the game, but you know it's become part of the game mm-hmm. because they see it so much. So I mean, you know, you have battles like that daily. I mean, it's it's a it's a battle over, you know, try to you know try to focus on a team oriented um, sport and learn how to, to sacrifice. Yet we ha- we have to walk that fine line of making sure that these guys still have fun and still can be individuals on the field. Yeah, yeah, because you have to make them understand that football's a team sport. It's not about you know it's not about I. It's about we. Because the things you learn about playing competitive sports goes a long way in life. It helps you to deal with situations. And that's the important part of stressing this to the kids. It's not always about wins and losses. It's what you become off the field that's the most important thing. When you take your helmet off, that's when you want to be somebody. (laughs) Oh, I agree 100%. And, you know, in today's society, we, we... we just talked about this with some of our coaches not too long ago. It was just about, you know, male influences in, in, in players' lives. I mean, with with divorce rates and things that there are, you know, in, in today's society, you see more and more players without a father figure in the home. And, you know, that becomes difficult as well. So you want to try to make sure that at the end of the day, we, we kind of help mold, you know, good, solid young men who, who, are, who are going to be good husbands and good fathers and good good productive citizens. So, you know, that you know, wins and losses will, will, will come with that because, you know, they're learning how to become men. But at the end of the day, you want to see these guys become successful after they graduate and move on. I mean, that, you know, that, that's probably what speaks volumes, as, as you know, to me in, in terms of being a truly successful coach is watching your young men become great men and great fathers and great husbands and, and, and doing things out in the community. Yeah, and I think today that, that you know, that's the important part about being a football coach is father figure. Oh, it is. I mean it you know, there's there's always I mean it's I said it's funny, we we could write books. We could sit down and, and just write books of our experiences and, and just see some of the things that, that we deal with and people don't realize, I mean, you know, they, those guys that love to yell at you on Friday nights and, and things like that, I mean, I get it. They paid their money. They can come yell if they want to. But, uh, you know, do they really want to want to go through and, and know what we deal with on a daily basis? I yeah, mean, you know, I've yeah, seen it all. Yeah, because people don't know what goes on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They only see Friday night. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's it, it's – it's unreal what we've dealt with. I mean, you can deal with, with kids and, you know, the mistakes that they make sometimes. Sometimes it's the mistakes that their parents make. Um, you know, those are the kind of things that you deal with as well. So, you know, it it, it, it really really weighs on you. You know, it's, I, told, I told my wife several years ago we were in a place where you get a phone call because the, the parents had done something and the, the sheriff's looking for the kid because they wanted to let them know that, you know, the, the parent is, is in, in custody, so I needed to hunt down, a, hunt down a player, you know, because the parent has done something. I mean, it, 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 it's just things like that that you're not prepared to deal with. Coach, and, you know, nobody, nobody teaches that class. 
yeah, you know, it's those kind of things that that you deal with. You know, dealing with death of death of siblings, dealing with death of uh, you know death of a parent. You know, it's 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 those things that that people don't realize that you deal with, and and you have to have to figure it out on your own. Coach, well, you um, know, coach, I, go, go, go ahead, ahead Phil. Man. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead, Coach, I was going to ask you just a quick question, and Phil, I go back to you. Uh, I deal with a lot of your young men, and I've talked to several of them, and I'm always impressed with the kids at East Ridge, the way they dre- address media, referees. Uh, is that something you talk about them too? Is just being respectful to the people surrounding the program? Well, I mean, that's something I think we as coaches constantly preach, and you know, not only just in, in our football program, our basketball coach, Coach Hyde does a good job trying to mold our young men as well. So, I mean, they get it from a lot of different areas. But, um, you know, that that's the big thing. And, and you know, sometimes you get, you know, even, you know, the schools and, and everywhere else, some people get a bad a bad reputation or whatever it might be. But I'm going to tell you that kids at East Ridge are good kids. I mean, you know, it's, I wouldn't be there for five years if I didn't enjoy what I do and, and enjoy the kids that I'm working with. So, you know, that's the... That's the bottom line. I mean, we we have good kids at East Ridge. They they work hard. They're respectful. They do what they're asked to do. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's a good place to be. So, you know, our our, our guys are, you know, the, you know, we've got a little bit of par- uh, parental involvement. Um, you know, some of our parents do do a good job, especially in, you know behind the scenes and helping us out. And, and you know, we we're we're going to try to build this thing. Uh, feel back to you, but I can I, I feel. When I'm there or I'm on site or I need some help, it's always yes, sir, no, sir, from the players. And you know, you've been in enough places. We don't hear that necessarily always. Yeah. Uh, well, what I was going, something I was going to ask you about is, uh, of course, you know, you deal with these kids every day. And, you know, and some go on, some come back and see you. It has to be special, and it has to be what keeps you going, doing what you're doing. Is when these kids come back, they become fathers and and things like that, and they become pillars of the community. And they come back and thank you because you're a part of them, and they take what you teach them to become better people. That has to be probably the best thing uh, for you as a coach and individual when kids come back and thank you. Oh man, it it, it is. Um, you know we. I've coached a lot of kids. Uh, you know, I keep in touch with a lot of the guys that I've coached, and, and we still we still talk. We, you know, and and they reach out, and, and I've even had kids when I've taken new jobs. You know, we have that first spring spring game. They'll come in, and and I've had former players come and watch the old spring game, and here they are. They're coming in. Well, I knew you were going to run this, or I knew you were going to run that because they knew because they played for four years and they knew what was coming. So. You know, it's always special to have them still back up and and continue to support you. But you know, these guys are—we've got we've got a lot of good ones. I've coached a lot of good kids. You know, we've become really really good men. So, you know, and, and what's in, what I'm impressed about is the fact that I've had so many former players become um, servicemen. You know, whether they're in the Marines, whether they're in the Navy, or the Air Force, or the Army. I mean, it's it's so important to to see our guys go and serve. And uh, you know that, that that makes me as proud as anything to, to watch some of my former players join join the military, and you know and, and continue to give. 
Yeah, I, I know exactly what you I've got a niece who just graduated high school, and she's going into the Marines. Of course, most of my family's kind of up in arms about it, and I, I think it's a great thing. Oh, it's absolutely She doesn't really like college that much. But she right. decides going to go into the Marines, and I think that's great. I mean, yeah. you know, I think it's wonderful. Absolutely. And, of course, when she finishes, she may decide that, you know, use to, to put that GI Bill and things to use and, and go on. And you know, it, it may take an experience, you know, and, and, and that, that part to, to kind of help, help guide along and see what she wants to do. Well, Coach, I, you know, even into the coming up season, I know expectations are always, positive and of course I guess Randy's probably talked to you about this but I keep up with Chattanooga football because I went to school at Red Bank and Oodlewall when I was in junior high before I moved to Alabama so I keep up with everybody's going on we played East Street and so I always you know I kind of sort of keep up with what East Street does you know from a standpoint just interest there I had a, a uncle that went to school at East Street but uh what are your expect- expectations this year uh are you, you know, do you feel good about this upcoming season? I do. I mean, we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of good kids coming back. Uh, the only thing that worries me and keeps me up at night is just our low numbers. Like I said, I mean, we may end up with you know, about forty-five kids or so. And you know, in four A football, that that's pretty tough. You know, I mean, when you're playing, I remember being even at Cannon County, like my last year at Cannon County, we had sixty-six kids on the roster. You know, when I was at Sequatchie, we, we, we kept about 60 to 65 kids on roster. You know, and that's a smaller division. So, you know, going in, you know, 45 kids at, at a 4A school is, is tough. But, you know, I mean, we've got, we've got some tough kids. I mean, our kids are physical. They're tough. Um, you know, they, they, they work hard. And, you know, and finally, I can say they've got a little bit of, of playing experience. You know, the majority of our kids have played, you know, for a couple of years now and have been starters for a few years. So, you know, I, I feel good about our, our guys going in. If we can stay injury-free and, and healthy, we, we can make a little noise. Yeah, I think that's one of them wherever coaching with numbers like that. Of course, those kids, they, they look around and say, hey, we're low in numbers. We're just going to have to be tougher than those guys. That's Absolutely. Comes down to it. They get in that mindset, I think. You know, and like you say, health is a big issue. That, that, of course, that's the way it is with everybody. But low numbers, that's the problem. You turn around and there's not much behind you right. to choose from. So they, I, I can understand why that would keep sleepless nights. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I'm ready for high school football to get started. We got media days coming up at the end of July. And it's just almost here. It is. I mean, like I said, a week, a week from today, we, we start back after the dead period. And then the week after, I guess that starts the 17th, that starts the climatization, and then, you know, the 24th, I guess you'll start in full gear. So, it's, I mean, it's here. Uh, it, it's just bang, 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 you know. That's the bad thing. That's what I don't like, you know, and that's, that's my complaint. I'll get on my soapbox a little bit. That's my complaint with the TWSAA. I'm all for having a death period, absolutely. But I think they, they've placed it kind of in the wrong spot. Yeah, because you know we we turn around. I mean, you're you're you, you work your kids all through the month of June, you know, until that last week. There you get them in somewhat condition and shape, and then two weeks off, and then you come back. You got a week, and then you've got your acclimatization, and then you've got your full pads. So I mean, you're you're three weeks. You know, that third week you're back in pads. So I mean, you know, it, it's kind of a you know, it's kind of a. Uh, a, a tough deal, but uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll figure out something and, and get these kids you know football shape and, and ready to go. 
But yeah, the, I think what you're kind of saying is, uh, to put it into words, is they get knocked out of routine. You get them into a routine, yeah. and then it gets interrupted. And routine in football is important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they get we get into routine. We get, you know, it, it, it's just that that movement and that going and going because you know now these two weeks you you tell these kids and you're like, hey guys, you know, you, you, I can't I can't you know coach you or, or put you through a workout, but I need you to work out and I need mm-hmm. to make sure that you're you're doing some running and some things like that. And as as a kid, if I've got free time, my free time's probably going to be spent elsewhere. Uh, you know, especially now with video games and everything else, you know, these guys are like, oh, it's hot outside. I'm going to get on the game and play for four hours rather than go out and run a little bit. So, you know, that's a, that's a tough deal. Well, Coach, I, you know, I'll turn back over to Randy, but, you know, I commend you for the job you do. I know I've got a friend of mine that tells me all the time since I've been in media for about 30 years, he goes, heck, Phil, you win every night. You don't have to worry about somebody yelling at you about, wins and losses he said you've got it yep. hey, you win every game so you do yeah i said well i said i said that's a pretty good deal i said i don't have the stress of coaching i just got to show up and tell what's going on after so hey, we that's exactly you right. for the, I com- yeah i commend you for the job you do because uh, you're not going to hear me i'm not going to be one of them fans that hollers at you because you're doing things wrong because i commend what you do because i'm interested in what the kids are going to be off the field i don't care how many games they win i'm just not that kind of person i love winning don't get me wrong i'm a fierce competitor but at the end of the day you know it's how you present yourself well, i agree yes sir chad um coach barger before we get out of here we'll keep you about 10 more minutes i want to talk um a little bit about this here's team but i also want to talk and we've talked already about it your district does not look like it did last year and i think the TWSAA made an effort to try to recreate that old Chattanooga district. How do you feel about that and knowing that you're going to be playing more local teams? I mean, we, we enjoy, you know, playing people in the city. I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a nice atmosphere to be able to play those guys in the city. You know, looking at our district itself, I mean, you know, Coach Gatewood and Red Bank, you know, those guys are, those guys are loaded year in, year out, and they're, they're, they're poised to have a, a heck of a year year again, and then y'all feel like they're the they're the guys to beat in our, our district right now. So, I mean, you know, that's the that's mm-hmm. the goal. I mean, you know, if you can if you can beat Red Bank, I mean, that you, you've done something because they they're they're a dangerous football team. And they're extremely well coached, so you know they're the you know they're the they're the guys that you know that, that probably will be preseason number one in our district. Uh, then we've added Loudon. You know, Loudon moved yeah. up for a Loudon is always always a good football team you know coach Eric does a great job there and i mean they they are a good just a good solid well coached football team year in year out uh we've got hickson you know hickson's always been a tough out for us we've got um single mountain moved into 4a with yeah. us as well and you know, coach roberts up there does a good job they've got a good coaching staff uh they're they're always a tough out as well <clears throat> and we have um you know, Sequoia. Sequoia's on the up and up, and Coach Vestal's doing a good job of rebuilding that program. So, I mean, we don't have any just outs, you know, when you look at our district and, and who's in it and and those kind of, kind of games. And, of course, we got the Saudi Daisy Trojans, right? I mean, that's always yeah. been a, a pretty good rivalry for the for East Ridge. And, 
East Ridge Saudi Daisy is getting after it. And, you know, and Coach Cardwell does a great job there. I mean, he's a dang good football coach and, and, and a really good friend of mine. I mean, he, you know, these guys, and that's what's great about our, our district. I mean, our guys in Chattanooga, you know, Coach Rivers at Hickson's a great dude. Um, you know, obviously Coach Gatewood and I have been friends for a while. And, you know, he's, he's, as, he's as good to – good a person as you'll meet coach cardwell just a great dude i mean coach roberts is a great guy so i mean we've got really good people that are better coaching these teams in the chattanooga area so you know good mentors for these kids we have great so coaches something, something nice to, to look forward to we have we have we are blessed to have good coaches in the chattanooga area and i don't know that it's always been that way but right now is a really good period for chattanooga high school football uh, Coach Barger, you got so much experience in the backfield back. Let's just run through that a little bit and what that's going to look like. Well, we're excited. I mean, we've got our quarterback back. You know, uh, Jermaine Blackstock was a was a second team All District kid last year, threw for close to fifteen hundred yards. Uh, he was a converted running back. Like I said, we we converted him last summer. I um, mean, he he had kind of started behind the eight ball a little bit as far as, as, as being a quarterback, but really, really picked it up well. He also plays free safety. To be honest with you, if he wasn't my quarterback, he'd play linebacker. That's his mentality. So, I mean, you know, it's, yeah. that's what I tell my defensive coordinator. He's like, Coach, can I slip him in there? I was like, no. I was like, you know, he's, he's our quarterback. I said, I don't want him to now that contact constantly, even though he might be one of our best linebackers. So, I mean, he's a he's a tough kid. He's a hard-nosed kid. He works hard. Um, he's really developed as a passer. So, I mean, there's not a not a not a bad thing I could say about him. You know, and our, one of our running backs, uh, Javante Pullum, was also the last year's region three um, four A linebacker of the year. Kid had over 100 tackles, had an interception, returned for a touchdown. Just a physical, tough kid who's really, really worked himself. You know, in the weight room and put on 15 to 20 pounds from last season. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for big things out of him. Um, you know, our fullback, I moved our guard from last year, but also played linebacker to fullback Justin Ellis. But, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's just a solid, hard, hard-nosed kid who does anything and everything you ask him to do. Uh, then we have Markel Sales coming back to one of our tailbacks from last year, too. And Markel's really worked hard. You know, to get himself back in in playing shape, he had a little shoulder issue through the spring and things like that. But you know, this kid this kid been through a lot. You know, I'm just proud of him because of his work ethic and how his attitude never changes. I mean, here's a guy who's you know early in his career tore tore his knee up and is going into his ninth grade year, had ACL surgery, come back the next year, tears the other ACL. Goes through the surgery again, and now he's had a little bit of a shoulder issue. But I'm telling you, he's never, you know, never been down. He's always positive. He's always there, and his kid works his tail off. So I mean, there's there's nothing I can say, you know, for our, our backfield. You know, it, it's pretty solid. And of course, we have the um, I, I personally thought was the best wide receiver in the region last year. Um, you know, he was first team all district was uh, Kate Harris, and Harris was. Had, had ridiculous stats. I mean, he caught 26 balls last year, but he had 803 yards and um, 11 touchdowns. He had 14, I think it's 14 total touchdowns, something like that. It was it was a crazy number. He had a you know punt return for a touchdown and some other stuff. But but he is a he is a, a ball hawk. If, if you look at it that way, the guy does a great job of tracking the ball. 
does a good job of high pointing the ball. Uh, you know, he's he does a good job of just positioning himself to catch catch the football. Yeah. Well, coach, uh, outside of the area though, you did um, play Sequatchie County, and I, I, you know, I think that's uh, that's really a test in week two to kind of get your kids physically prepared for the season because that's going to be a smash mouth game, and I really like that up front for you. I do too. I mean, I, I feel like you know we finally are starting to find some guys up front. Uh, and then I feel like they need to be tested a little bit. And then, of course, we open up at Marion County. Yes. Uh, and, you know, like I said, we got two back-to-back Valley teams. And, you know, I wanted I wanted to make, make sure that we understood what physical football was and, and be able to perform and, and to to keep pace and be physical. Because, I mean, when we go into district play, um, Red Bank and Loudon are always really physical football teams. So, you know, and they're our first two region games. So, like, our first four games out of the block aren't, aren't, all, that, aren't yeah. all that easy. You know, we got Marion County, then we're at home with Sequatchie, then we're at Red Bank, and then we're at home with Loudon. So, you know, that's a, that's a tough, tough right out the gate four games. So, you know, and I think that'll, that'll build and kind of, kind of test our mettle and see where we are as a program. Phil, you got a follow-up on the season you want to ask Coach or – no, that's what I was kind of getting educated. Uh, you know, because I mean, Coach Gatewood at uh, Red Bank, is that uh, Ted Gatewood? Yes, sir. It's Ted Gatewood. Okay, now I'm telling my age, but now when I was at school at Red Bank in the 7th, 8th, and 9th grade, when I was an 8th grader, he was a ninth grader at Red Bank. Of course, he played under Tom Weathers, who so, mm-hmm. you know, died here recently. So I kind of know of him. Uh, I think his sister was in my grade. Uh, but yeah, he was an—he's an outstanding person. I knew him when I was oh, yeah. in school back then. I, you know, and of course, I know he's been the football coach at several places since. Yeah. Uh, but I know, you know, if he's a head coach at Red Bank, you know that's a quality, a quality program. He built. You know, he 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 was at Udawah for a while and did really well there. Then he became he was the first football coach at East Hamilton and built a program there. So, I mean, this guy does a great job. I mean, he's, yeah, he, he he's he's a fantastic human being too. So, if you, if you don't know him, I mean, somebody needs to get to know him because I mean, he just he just that he's a pleasure to be around. Yeah, yeah, Coach, he followed in, in some big footsteps in Coach Weathers because Coach Weathers was a mainstay in Chattanooga for several several years but you know it sounds like your schedule is very challenging you have any thursday night games uh, i don't think we're a thursday night game unless TWSWA moves us to a thursday moves, night moves uh, I, think, yeah, I think they've rotated some of those now we had one last year we had the thursday night game last year but i think this year most of our areas for a games are not going to be on thursday night yeah, with that, uh, you know, of course, that, you know, of course, uh, this is where you're out there. People's interested in football. We have that problem down here in Alabama. You know, kids, if you want to get involved in high school football, be a referee. I mean, yeah. you get to watch some quality football. It's fun because we have that problem down here. We're always promoting that down here because right. people want to get on the sidelines and yell at the officials. Hey, be one. Right, and learn what to out because, you know, people, we need more referees. we got so right. many sports now. And it's a great way to be involved in high school football is being a referee. Right, and even coaches. I mean, coaches do that, too. I did that for years. I'll be honest with you. As a younger coach, you know, I, I would express my frustration a lot of times with, with the officials and things. But, I mean, as you get older, you know, and, and you realize, man, these guys, 
I mean, they're, they're number one, you're never going to see everything on the field. I mean, I may see something if their eyes are turned, they're not going to see it. You know, I mean, the, the best thing we can do is just kind of throw, throw it up there and mention it to them or, or whatever. And there's, you know, I learned a long time ago that the old saying is you attract more bees with honey than vinegar. So, yeah, yeah, you got to learn to learn to be able to, to, to be civil and, and speak. And even if you're frustrated, I mean, it's one of those things is those guys, I mean, they, they get paid and, you know, an okay amount, but, you know, they're giving us a Friday night with their family and everything else to come out there and officiate a football game. So, yeah. You know, that's something else that we all we all need to look at as well. Coach, um, last question, and then we'll close out for the night. And I appreciate double dipping with us. We've already done your around the area interview, but uh, we're trying to reach into different areas, and we're trying to uh, bring this North Georgia, North Alabama, uh, East Tennessee area of football together. And not everybody from our listening audience has got to see Eastridge play or no Eastridge football. So if somebody was down in Alabama and they happened to flip on the news and saw an Eastridge score, they might not know what Eastridge football is about. What would you say to somebody that's never seen your team play, what they would get in an Eastridge football team? I think the, the, the best compliment we can get with our kids is they play really, really hard. I mean, our guys give everything they have. They play hard. Uh, they get after it. They're physical. I mean, we're we. I've even been told by teams that are physical football teams, and those in the valley, the the first thing they said after those games was, "Coach, I didn't realize that we didn't think y'all would be as physical as you were." I, I heard that and, one. You know, and and that's that's the thing. A couple times, you know, they're like, "Well, they're they're a physical football team," and you know, and, and that's that's something we take pride in. I mean, we. We want to be that team that everybody's like, man, they're physical. So, you know, just, just being able to play physical, physical type game. That's awesome, Coach. I appreciate your time. And for everybody out there, please support Coach Barger. I, uh, one of my favorite coaches in the area, not because, listen, Coach, I, I would rather have you in the booth with me as a certain other Barger. <laughs> but but I, I get the one I get. And, of course, David now at East Hamilton – it's a family full of coaches, and it's a family full of players. You played at Cumberland. Jeff played a little bit at UTC. It, y'all grew up yeah. on football. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and David, David played at Tennessee Westland before they uh, ended their program. So we all three did play a little bit of college football. Yes, sir. Well, this is Phil Harris and Randall Cunningham for In the Booth, and we appreciate our guest tonight, Coach Chad Barger of – the Eastridge Pioneers and join us next Monday night, same time.